you know, there's there's this phrase we use in modern time, people identify as as different things. What what I'm saying is, what what God is saying in the context of his word is you want your ultimate identity to be in him. I'm a child of God. That's who I am. So some identify with their net worth. <laughs> some identify with their sexuality. Some identify uh, in varying social whatevers in our time. The beauty of the gospel is we can identify as a child of God. Fully loved. Fully accepted. In that, submit ourselves to him. And find the belonging that we're longing for. Welcome to the Loving God, Loving People podcast, where we talk about what it looks like to follow Jesus in our everyday lives and how, in the end, all that matters is God and people. Here's today's episode. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the podcast. Sitting here with Chad. Once again, we're talking about God. It's our theological kind of run here in this series, but really we're talking about relationships. And as, as we get to know God from Scripture, as, as God's revealed himself, he uses uh, a term to describe a, a relationship, and, it, and it's the term father. And some people hear the term father, and it means a whole list of really good things. Some people hear the term father and, and there's a whole lot of baggage that, that comes with that. What does it mean for, for somebody maybe that's even new to faith to go, I'm sorry, God is father? Can you explain that to me, Chad? What would, what would you say to that person? Yeah. So in this series, The Trinity, I, I knew when we talked about God as father, um, I, I, I would say it's probably the majority of people. Mm-hmm. Uh, have a hard time with thinking of God as father because the majority of people carry some kind of father wound. Mm-hmm. Um, everybody on the planet's broken and parents are so powerful in our lives. Um, the word of our fathers, our dads are so powerful in our lives. And for some of us, to your point, our dads left or it could be there was abuse or it could be just a myriad of, of things. Um, and yet God wants to call us father. And so they call him father. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, so that's 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 weird. Uh, I, I'll give a practical thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so one one of the things we talked about the first week in the series is that God is relational. He wants us to be in relationship with Him, mm-hmm. and so you have God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. Well, Jesus comes on the scene and God calls God Father, and they killed Him for it. Mm-hmm. Uh, nobody called God Father prior to Jesus. Yeah. Um, and he wasn't crucified because of what he did. He was crucified because of who he said he was. Mm-hmm. It was an identity crucifixion. Uh, that's what was on trial with him. He's the son of God. And yet, Sermon on the Mount, which you've written about, mm-hmm. he starts it off, our father, Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be your, your mm-hmm. name. And yet, as we're starting the podcast today um, with, with this angle, okay, so God wants to be in relationship with me. I'm supposed to call him father, but that's weird for me. Then yeah. here's what I would say. Then don't call him father. Call him Abba. Because mm-hmm. you probably didn't call your dad Abba. Yeah. Abba's an Aramaic word. Yep. And so when you pray, Abba is an intimate word. Uh, the best translation we have for it is, is dad. Or daddy. Or daddy. But mm-hmm. think of God as Abba. That's a relational word. Don't call him dad or, or father if that's weird for you. Call him Abba mm-hmm. and see if it changes your prayers. Yeah. Yeah. I've I've prayed that way where I've, I've prayed Abba. I, I pray Father as well. and That's what Jesus called God. Yeah. And uh, there, there is something, even though I didn't 
grow up speaking Aramaic. I mean, there's something intimate <laughs> about that word. There's there's something about that it, it changes uh, the the tone of the conversation. And so it could be for somebody that's just a simple practical. Hey, go try that out next time you go pray. Call call God Abba and and see what happens. But. Um, we, we bring our filters to it, right? So we hear it through maybe negative, depending on what your experience was. Um, but in, in the pure sense of the word, Father's a beautiful word. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and that we get to call God. So again, to go back to, we talked a little bit about this last week, just the, the immensity of like who God is for us to try and even wrap our minds around it. It's impossible. The Bible calls this a mystery. There's things that we can only see dimly. One day we'll see it, see more clearly. And I believe we'll spend all eternity getting to know the depths of who God is. Mm-hmm. Uh, but but we, we, we only know a little bit about God, but this God who is so powerful, sovereign, perfect, good, holy, who speaks the cosmos into existence, who speaks in all that we know and all that we see and all that we can touch and feel and experience is, is in existence. He says, yeah, I want you to call me dad. Yeah. That's, that's, that's kind of mind warping to, to really think about that. Well, that's, that's the beauty of the gospel. It's the beauty of good news of great joy for all people. We have a savior. It's what makes biblical Christianity, not whatever we've made Christianity over time, but, but the biblical side of what it means to follow Jesus, that's the beauty of it. So Jesus was put on the cross because he called God father. And more than that said, by the way, if you trust in me, believe in me, follow me and give your life to me, you too can call God father mm-hmm. and uh, become part of the family of God. I mean, th- this is the mystery, right? When I give my life to Jesus, I'm adopted into the family of God, which means God is my father. Jesus is my brother. And the Holy Spirit seals that deal. Mm-hmm. I mean, that is a crazy thought Yep. In the time of Jesus, when they wouldn't even say the name of God or write the name of God, they would just put a symbol because Yahweh was too holy. Mm-hmm. And yet Jesus comes along and says, yeah, I call him dead. Yeah. And you should too. Yeah. And when you pray, pray like this, our father. Yeah. So it, it was a mind blowing paradigm shifting moment when Jesus came on the scene. But but here's 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 the beauty to your point. Is the infinite eternal spirit without any boundaries or limitations that has an intellect, personality, feelings, and will that created all things that is beyond our comprehension loves you in this moment to the extent that he wants you to know him mm-hmm. relationally. He wants you to connect with him the way that a little kid climbs up onto the lap of a, of a loving father. Um, this is why you were created. This is why you're breathing in and out. Uh, because the love of God pierces through all the crap of life. The love of God is the purpose of life, that we might know him and that he might know us. And there's this beautiful relational reality in the context of biblical Christianity that we call good news of great joy for all people, the gospel. Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah. The As you're talking, I'm thinking about... The, again, the context is Jesus is teaching, as Jesus is modeling, as Jesus is is helping us understand this beauty, the gospel, this this reality. Um, I, I think in our Western culture, we, we tend to be a little more cynical, a little more independent, uh, a little more like, okay, Father, yeah, my dad, yeah, I know my dad. Um, Eastern culture, where where dad is honored, where where father means something, and it is relational, but it's also there's a leadership side to that. Yeah, and there's a respect, and there's a respect a, side a to fear that. Fear in, in in a healthy way. Yeah, and the Bible talks about uh, the fear of the Lord, mm-hmm. and I think some people, again, Western culture, we read that and we go, "I'm supposed to be afraid of God." Uh, that that's not what that means. It's a respect. 
it's it's that kind of an honor. Yeah, yeah. An, an honor. Um, I think for a lot of us, we want God just to be our buddy. You know, Jesus is my homeboy on my T-shirt. And, and, and that's how we kind of view, you know, God's just this, you know, cool. God loves me. That's great. I'm so lovable. Why wouldn't he? Hey, and, buddy, old yeah, pal. And Jesus is my homeboy. Yeah. But, but to even call him father, there, there's more of an honor to that. Um, and and there's, a, there's a submission to a leadership in that. And again, going culturally, understanding uh, the context of, of what Jesus is teaching us as well. Um, where do you, how do you see that playing out practically in our lives? If God truly is father, in the leadership component of, okay, what does it now mean that, that God is my father, I'm his child? What does that look like on a day-to-day practical? How, how does that transform my life? And it's such a great question. So if you're listening to the podcast, no, we don't have a script. <laughs> we just sit down and start talking to each other. Um, how does that play out practically? Well, it's an identity shift. So if I've given my life to Jesus and God is my father, uh, suddenly there's an identity shift. Mm-hmm. Who I am changes. So prior to that moment, who I am is I'm my job, mm-hmm. I'm my relational status, I'm my likes on Instagram. I mean, in the modern world, all this is crazy. Uh, I'm my sexual preference. I'm my habits. I'm my trophies. I'm my uh, career. Uh, my self-worth and net worth are connected. That's who I am. Okay, all that goes out the freaking window mm-hmm. when we give our life to Jesus. Because in that moment, I am fully loved. I am fully accepted just as I am. Nothing to prove, mm-hmm. nothing to earn, nothing to obtain. It's just a complete surrender into this family of God where God is Abba, Father. And so I honor him. And in honoring him, it's this identity shift of who am I? I'm a child of God. That's who I am. Mm-hmm. So the way I practice my career comes out of that. The way I manage my money comes out of that. I'm not looking for identity. I already have it. So my self-worth and net worth aren't connected. It's more, hey, dad, how do you want me to manage this? Mm-hmm. Um, my sexual preferences, my sexuality in general shifts because Now I'm a child of God. So what does it mean to be part of the family of God and to represent the family uh, in the context of my sexuality? I was talking to a friend uh, not too long ago when we were having the sexuality conversation because uh, he wants to do some things that are outside of God's design. And, and, And he's like, yeah, but Chad, you're different than me and whatever. And, 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 you know, it's easier for you to live in God's design sexually. And I'm like, (laughs) what? <laughs> you know, I like literally went, what? He's like, well, yeah. And because and, and, he and I have different preferences and those mm-hmm. kinds of things. And I said, dude, do you think uh, I am naturally monogamous? And I just stared at him. And he was like, well, what do you mean? I'm like, well, let me help you. I am not naturally monogamous. Mm-hmm. Um, I am attracted to all kinds of women. Uh, women are beautiful. Um, And I'm married to one, but I'm not just attracted to one. I'm married to one, but I'm not just sexually attracted to one. I'm sexually attracted to lots of different women. Yes, I'm your pastor. I love you. I'm just keeping it real with you right now. But This is going to get more shares than any of our podcasts up to this point. What's going to happen is the person that does my Instagram (laughs) is going to pull out this this clip (laughs) and just throw that on there. Um, But reality is there's an identity shift for me. Mm -hmm. The identity shift is, uh, no, okay, okay, I'm not my sexuality. I'm a child of God. And so Mm -hmm. what does it mean to live beyond my natural state and preferences and practice my sexuality the way God intends? Okay, God intends for it to be uh, 
my wife and I alone, all my sexual practices with one woman for life. Mm -hmm. So I don't live in my natural state. There's an identity shift. Um, I mentioned a moment ago, the way I do career, the way I raise my kids, all of that is now out of this identity of God as father because I bear the family name. Mm -hmm. that's, that's who I am. And so no longer am I looking for who I am. No longer am I trying to prove who I am. Uh, who I am is I'm connected to the great I am. I call him Abba, Father. And then out of that, I live my life. So that was a big speech and I ran off on a tangent. The sexuality thing comes up with me lately all the time. Mm -hmm. And it really is a question of identity uh, because we label ourselves by all kinds of things that will never satisfy, that will never complete us, that mm -hmm. will never satisfy the longings of our soul. And we've got to shift that. And one of the beauties of calling God Abba, Father is the shift is capable mm -hmm. um, to where I'm fully accepted, fully loved as I am, not as I should be. And in that full acceptance, I make my decisions. Yeah, that's really yeah. good. And and since we went down this rabbit trail, I'll I'll, I'll stick here just a little. I bit I don't know longer. why I went down that particular trail, well, but it, the identity thing is huge. So so culturally, so when it comes to sexual preference, all of that, I. I I've seen, again, same thing that you're describing and, and had lots of these conversations and, and wherever you're at and, you know, wrestling with all of that, love you, glad you're you're listening to the podcast. If you go to Sun Valley, glad you're part of Sun Valley. Um, pe people tend to take their sexuality and they look at it one of three ways. It's either, well, this is my sexuality based on my desires and I have these desires. You just described that for you. Yeah, your desires are not in line with what, what God would have. So there's sexuality by desire. There's sexuality by practice, what I actually do with those desires and how that plays out. And then there's a third category um, that, that I, I would say is, is really prevalent culturally, and it's sexuality by identity. This is now the most important part of who I am, and this is how I am identified. And, and you're saying, okay, I'm taking all of that and going, God, it's yours. Okay, well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to upset some people right now, but I'm, I'm saying this out of love. And in and, and the, and the current reality of our world, we are so desperate to figure out who we are that we make up genders that don't exist. Mm -hmm. And I'm talking science here. You're either XX or XY. That, those, are, those are the chromosome possibilities. Yeah, we're getting, getting lots of shares on this one. Yeah. But, 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 but you know what that is? That's a longing for belonging. Yes. That is, that is what that is. Mm -hmm. And so I'm, I'm not um, judgmental or any of that. They're, 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 the heart of God is you're longing for belonging, mm -hmm. right? And, and, and we're looking for it in all of these crazy things. Let's take sexuality out, out, out of the conversation. Right now, there's a businessman. You're longing for belonging. Mm -hmm. And so you, you have in your mind that you will be accepted, you will belong when you get the corner office. And I will just tell you, as somebody who's successful in their world, that will not satisfy your soul. Mm -hmm. You will get there, you will be unimpressed, you'll have more problems, not less, and, and, and the prestige of it will last about two weeks, and then it goes away, and you still will be longing for belonging. Tom Brady getting a Super Bowl ring going, is this it? That's a, that's exactly yeah. right. And yet he's still going and yep. he's the goat and, 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 <laughs> and he's beautiful and who doesn't want to be Tom Brady, right? But, but he's still longing for belonging Yeah, because there is not enough money. There's not enough sex. There's not enough alcohol. There's not enough drugs. There's not enough prestige. There's not enough power to solve the longing for belonging Yeah, because you were created for God. And, and, and the beauty of what we're talking about is, is God as father is once you receive that and you have some understanding of it, now, you know, you, you win the Super Bowl 
not longing for belonging, but because it's fun. Yeah. Right. And and you get the corner office not longing for belonging, but because it's fun to kick butt in business and love your employees well. And 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 all of a sudden, all of that begins to to shift. I can actually love my wife because I'm not looking to her to prove that I'm a man because she can't mm-hmm. make me a man. God made me. I'm a man. There's there's not enough crazy things she could do to me to all of a sudden now I'm a man and I'm good. Okay. Mm-hmm. That, that's, that is a moving target. Uh, our longing for belonging can only be found in God. And then out of that, we can do well in business or sports or love our spouses well or, or whatever. Well, now yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to piggyback on that. I'm going to pick on the church here for just, just a Go. minute for years and years, what, what the church has done. And, and as I've observed and I've experienced it and I, I've, participated in this and I'll, I'll confess that as, as well as we've we've become real good at uh, saying we represent God and being judgmental towards others especially if they sin differently than we sin and, and so there now, are no jerks for Jesus there so, never has been never will be so now people especially in our culture and our community you know because it was the year of the evangelical and we you know oh, for God, years and years it, you know and yeah. and so we were representing God to our culture and we were judgmental and we were rude and people are going okay so if I if I pursue God, I'm going to experience judgment. I'm going to experience shame. I'm going to experience all those things that people are longing for belonging. I think that's a great way of saying it. And the great irony, because of what's happened even historically, culturally, in our own shortcomings as, as the church, is people are running from God, trying to find love. And that's the great irony. Yeah. Is the only place they will experience that is running to God. And, and so people think like, oh, I need to leave this judgmental church, whatever, so I could chase after all these other other things, and then that'll fill whatever that void is, whatever that longing is, and and we've set people up to fail, yeah, culturally, and it's heartbreaking. And I, I think it's a we are in a season of repentance as a church uh, to to go. Okay, that's not who God is, and we're not going to try and represent God that way. Yeah. Well, what's what's happening is, um, so so in God, He loves me as I am, not as I should be. That that's real. I got that line, by the way, from a man named Brennan Manning, who's now with Jesus. It's mm-hmm. a fantastic line. And so I, I quote him regularly. Um, he does love us as we are. Um, we are fully accepted in him. Um, we do belong with God. That's, that's where it's at. But to your point, which is where we started this question and I went off on a tangent. Once I become a child of God mm-hmm. and once I honor him as father and once I bear the family name, Suddenly, I realize he loves me as I am. Mm-hmm. He accepts me, but he doesn't accept all my behaviors. Mm-hmm. And he doesn't accept all my natural tendencies. And, and he doesn't accept all these things. He loves me as a human being, but there's a difference in my being and my behaviors. Mm-hmm. And so he says, I don't want these behaviors because they actually harm your being. You don't know it. But I say this because I love you. Mm-hmm. That, that is the posture of God. And so in my natural tendency, we'll go with sexuality again. My natural tendencies, I'm not monogamous. Mm-hmm. And, and I could go sleep with hundreds and hundreds of women, and that will leave me emptier, not more fulfilled. God says, trust me. Yeah. Okay. Because I care about your being. And your being, because I care about your being, means there needs to be a change in behavior. And if you will love your wife, mm-hmm. Chad. The way that I say, regardless of how you naturally feel, there will be something that will happen in your soul because you trusted me, because you submitted your behaviors to me, and your being will be fulfilled. This is the beauty of God as Father, is he wants to fill that being. Um, it's the longing for belonging that can only be met in, in him. The same is true with 
success, mm-hmm. right? I could, I could go and make a ton of money. I could do a whole bunch of different things. But God says, okay, you could do all those behaviors. You could chase all the wrong things, but there would still be the longing for belonging. Why don't you do life the way I've told you to do it? Mm-hmm. And that way you can accomplish some things and actually enjoy them. Yeah. Because you're not trying to prove yourself. You're living out of the security that you find in me and you can actually enjoy what I've given you instead of being addicted to it. You can have money instead of money having you. Mm -hmm. And all of these things are the beauty of God as father. Yeah. Yeah. But it begins with, to your point again, belonging. And the Bible describes it as a a transformation, a metamorphosis. It's the word that Paul uses. It's It's a transforming like a caterpillar to a butterfly. It's where we get that word. And it's an inside out. What what we've done is outside in. Like, I got to just change my behavior and then I can be a part of the church. I can belong. God will love me. No, God loves you right now. Yeah. Yeah. The, the problem is not that you don't love God enough. Mm-hmm. Uh, the problem is you don't realize how much he loves you. Because if you and I realized how much God loves us, we would freely submit our behaviors to him in every way. Yeah. Because all of it, is to help us experience love and joy in in life, life to the full. All of it is for the very depths of our being. Mm-hmm. And 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 we're goofing off with goofy things that destroy us. Jesus painted this picture for for you, for me, for anybody who would hear. And and the picture was this of this son who's loved by the father. Yeah. Who rejects the father and goes and does whatever he wants and chases all the things that he thinks will fulfill him and finds himself emptier than he began. And and upon return, hoping that maybe he would just get a little food in his belly, uh, he gets a father who, who runs after him, uh, embraces him, restores him, uh, gives him all the good things, adopts him right back into the family. Uh, Jesus taught that. That's his picture of helping us finite people understand our infinite God. And, and the picture of father, it's not whatever filter you might have, negative, whatever, a father. It's that picture of a father. No matter what you've done, he's chasing after you. And, and he can outrun you, by the way. Uh, and, yeah. and he loves you right where you are. The beauty of the prodigal son is that the prodigal son realizes, oh, you know what I really wanted all this time? Was back I, didn't, I didn't want the father's stuff. Yeah. I wanted the father. Yeah. And, and and then you have, we'll just go a little longer in the podcast today. And then you have the older brother mm-hmm. who he, he doesn't want the father. He just wants the father's stuff. So the younger brother wants the father's stuff, tries to get it by being very, very bad. Mm-hmm. The older brother wants the father's stuff, tries to get it by being very, very good. When all the while what they really want without realizing it, it's not the father's stuff. Mm-hmm. They want the father. Mm-hmm. And Jesus tells this beautiful story of you can be very religious and you can be a jerk for Jesus and not understand the heart of the father. Mm-hmm. And you can be really irreligious and go rebel all you want and sin like crazy and not understand the heart of the father. But whether you're religious or irreligious, you know what you want? You want the heart of the father. That's yeah. exactly, you nailed it, Robert. That's exactly what we're talking about today. Yeah. Um, I wish I could articulate that in a sermon (laughs) and get people to fully understand it because as much as it's not, um, I don't fully understand it in my own life and I, you know, and I still don't trust God and I still do stupid things. I've, I've tasted it. Mm -hmm. I've had glimpses of the heart of the father, um, and the satisfaction that is found in him. And man, I want more of it. And I want that for everybody on the planet. Mm -hmm. And I, I don't care what your, sexual preferences, what your sin is, what your issues are in life, how broken you are. What I care about is this truth, 
Uh, You are longing for the heart of the Father, and He loves you as you are. And if you will come and freely submit to Him, you will find everything you are looking for, plus, 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 plus times infinity. Mm -hmm. And that's the beauty of what we get to do as a church. And and to your point, the mistake is we're all worried about the behaviors. Mm -hmm. Uh, What I'm worried about is sharing the beauty of the Savior, that everything that you're looking for is in the heart of the Father. Mm -hmm. Um, I can't think of anything better to talk about. Yeah. Or to, or to give my life to. But yeah, we're, 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 we're playing marbles and, 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 and goofy things when God has, we're playing around with all that when God has diamonds for us, mm-hmm. if we'll just trust him. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thanks for taking time and sharing your heart and unpacking this truth of what does it mean for God to be father? I, I hope this is helpful for you. If this is helpful for you, would you, would you share it? Um, maybe somebody needs to hear that and, uh, and we're going to continue the journey. Chad, i I've been around you long enough to know you're about to say something. He kind of took a breath there. You got something to add? Um, so there's some things we talked about today that are probably going to get me in trouble. I, 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 different terms mean different things to other people, and, it, and it's just hitting me. You know, there's, there's this phrase we use in modern time. People identify as, as different things. What, what I'm saying is, what, what God is saying in the context of his word is, you want your ultimate identity to be in him. I'm a child of God. That's who I am. So some identify with their net worth. <laughs> some identify with their sexuality. Some identify uh, in varying social whatevers in our time. The beauty of the gospel is we can identify as a child of God, fully loved, fully accepted, in that submit ourselves to him and find the belonging that we're longing for. There's a verse of scripture came to mind. Uh, it's 1 John 3, 1. It says through our faith in Jesus, it's talking about we become a child of God. We identify as a child of God. And it says, how great is the love the Father has lavished upon us. So I'm going to quote that again because it's just really good. How great is the love the Father has lavished upon you that you should be called a child of God. And that is who you are. And the reason that the world does not know you. <laughs> I, I could even be, I'll add this. The reason we may not know ourselves mm-hmm. is because we do not know him. The more that we know God, the more that we identify ourselves as his children, the more that we experience the belonging that we're longing for. And I wish that for you. And I wish that for everyone. And that's the beauty of the gospel and the beauty of the grace that we find in Jesus. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Loving God, Loving People podcast. Make sure you subscribe to our podcast wherever you are listening so you'll never miss an episode. While you're at it, if you found value in this conversation, we'd love it if you rated the podcast and left us a review. Also, sharing this with a friend is a great way to help more people meet, know, and follow Jesus. And lastly, you are always welcome to join us online for one of our services every week at live.sv.cc or go to locations.sv.cc to join us in person at one of our physical locations. Thanks for joining us. See you next time.